Welcome to the How's It Show, Changing South Africa, one conversation at a time. Hey, How's It? Thank you for joining us on the How's It Show. And uh, if you're wondering what this is, this is a platform where we're going to share uh, different things about what's happening in South Africa, not only in COVID, obviously that's a hot topic right now, but we're going to be sharing a whole bunch of stuff on uh, living in South Africa, being a South African, and what that all means, and hopefully having some really uh, great conversations along the way, awesome topics, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. This is Eric speaking, uh, and I am one of the hosts. I am 42 years old, a father of three beautiful daughters, and um, I am a swimming coach by profession. Uh, my side hustle would be web development, uh, getting into teaching as well uh, lately these days, teaching um, sort of high school level, and then um, also radio presenter. Um, and so really uh, thankful to be on the show with you guys, and thank you for joining in. So that's me. Over to my host, Martis. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah. Martis here. So I'm 33, a uh, little bit beyond Eric here. I'm <laughs> my day job is a I project manage in a web agency, and uh, other than that, I'm a father to a to a one year old, and husband to my wife. I bake bread. I love the web and I love stories. So so that's why I'm here. And really looking forward to um, to sharing the How's It show with with Eric and and a whole bunch of you guys. In today's show, we are looking at uh, obviously a COVID nineteen South Africa and a COVID nineteen world. Um, we will start the show off with the top tweet section, which which we're pretty uh, excited about. I spend a lot of time on, on Twitter, so that's uh, something I really enjoy doing. Uh, and then we, on, from there, we move on to the main segment where we'll look at uh, 10 skills that COVID-19 has taught us, uh, and that promises to be quite a jam-packed section. Great. So my tweet of the week uh, is the Supersport TV uh, tweeted, Supersport sadly mourns the passing away of leading rugby commentator and presenter Kondan Tunja. Our deepest condolences to his family and friends. Uh, now, if anyone watched the Rugby World Cup 2019 final, that moment where Sia Kulisi leads the Springboks out, um, there's been this iconic clip that that's been circulating on social media you should probably go go find it yourself and it's it's where this man is commentating in causa and most people don't understand even but it just it really gives you goosebumps so i'll just if we look through the through the thread you know people are saying may soul rest in peace i'm actually just watching that video clip play again and here's a good one it says english football has petered drury uh, we have, or we had, Konda. Your body might be cold now, but your soul will always warm us through your eternal voice. You know, there are a few things as, as heartwarming as a, as a great commentator with a great voice commentating on these epic matches. Absolutely, eh? 
So uh, yeah, if you just keep going through here, uh, it's here's a good one. It says, I couldn't understand a word he said. That's me. <laughs> when commentating, but his passion and enthusiasm was incredible. He will surely be missed. That's awesome. Uh, we are living in an era of uh, resting pieces. Resting RIPs. That sounded weird. <laughs> His commentary was legendary. May he rest in peace. <laughs> rest in pieces, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a bit inappropriate. Anyway, yeah. a legend, one of the greatest commentators, may so rest in peace. And then the last one, uh, rest in peace. I recall you as the first commentator to pay with Makaya Jack when Supersport TV added Causa commentary uh, to, to rugby. So really, really great voice. Um, gone too soon uh we wish um his family all the best and rest in peace Kaunda. okay now listen martis now i remember the 95 world cup there used to be a guy we used to make fun of him okay mm. uh we used to go like and can they uh, 10 meter line is this the same guy i don't think so i think he's a bit young oh, okay for, for that, <laughs> but... i remember i remember the guy i mean you know and it's like i don't know if uh, I don't know if cause of listeners can tell us, but is there like an actual translation for like the 10 meter line or the quarter line? Because I mean, this guy was legend, but he would normally go, you know, cause and then he would just go for English for the 10 meter line or the quarter. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, but you should really <clears throat> yeah. listen to the, uh, if you have not, go look for the for the clip where, yeah. where, he's, where he sees leading the, the spring box out and uh, and he's giving commentary it's 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 great goosebumps well very very cool mm. so that's a top tweet of the week go check it out uh that would be the at supersport tv uh, handle so uh if you're not on twitter uh it's a blue icon with a little birdie tweet tweet <laughs> jump on it sign up it's pretty cool all right so we'll have a brief look at the top uh events in the news international uh and in the news uh and martis what's up there what what have you got there right so obviously we've got coronavirus is top of the list uh according to al jazeera global coronavirus infections exceed 15 million that's one five fifteen uh with the us currently on about 3.91 infections um and then I know I, I actually saw a little list in the week, you know, with the, kind of the top top countries in terms of numbers, and I saw Russia's right up there. Um, South Africa, I don't think, is up there yet in terms of, inf of infections, but but doing pretty well in terms of um, recoveries. All right, that's so good. That's that's really good news. Then the next one that we've got here is uh, about a show uh, on Netflix. Um, Netflix show on India's arranged marriages triggers online debates. Yeah, it's interesting. I could imagine that's uh, in the mm. times that we're living in, you know, mm. imagining arranged marriages just seems so foreign, mm. uh, in especially in my culture. I mean, it's the only thing, the closest thing we get to arranged marriages would be making a joke about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but in certain cultures, I believe, you know, it's, it's still a thing. This article says Indian matchmaking shows picky individuals with a long list of demands that center around cost, height, and skin color. Uh, well, I could imagine, you know, around many braai fires. Yeah. You know, that, that could be quite a thing, you know. Um, 
what I would imagine is some people might say, you know, what's on your list? I, would, I wouldn't <laughs> say what's on my list. My wife might be listening, but um, <laughs> yeah, we will stick to that. And then the kind of the, the last piece we, we just look at is, uh, you know, we're both big sports fans. Um, FA Cup final. Yeah. That's just been decided. Uh, it's an all London final. Chelsea playing playing Arsenal. Um, and it was quite interesting to see um, Pep Guardiola's uh, Man City side lose to Arsenal, who's managed by Pep's uh, kind of protege, uh-huh. uh, Mike Mikel Arteta. So it's a storyline. So um, so that's uh, that's pretty exciting. Um, you know, Arsenal seems to always be everyone's second team. Yeah. Nice. Uh, looking forward to that FA Cup final on one August. Okay, but listen, here's a here's a funny thing, uh, because you know I, uh, you and I are big football manager like game <laughs> yeah. fans, right? Now you know the joke is I used to laugh, okay, like giving my age away here, but like in the year two thousand, it was still football manager two thousand, and you know, you play one or two seasons, and obviously you've got Man United winning everything, you know. Uh, Arsenal, you know, back in the Arsenal Wenger versus yeah. uh, Alex Ferguson days. Mm. Those were the top two teams, and the rest were all like just playing, and I don't know for what. Really? You know, like yeah. just handing out, you know, like thank you for participating. Participation you know, medals. medals. That's right. Real millennials back then. That's right. <laughs> okay. And, um, you know, that's in the days when Leeds was still in the Premier League. They're actually back now. I saw their interesting, back. Interesting Very story. Cool. 16 year hiatus. Okay. But what well, my point is, okay is I used to laugh, you know, because you didn't get the third season, ridiculous teams start taking the Premier League, mm. like Watford, okay? <laughs> so now I'm like looking, and if you were asleep, okay, for like 20 years, and you woke <laughs> up, you would be laughing because you've got Man City yeah. that's been champion. You've got, uh, you've got teams that are sitting right up there. Leicester City. Leicester City that, are, yeah. that have run the Premier League and are sitting fourth, and they're rocking it fourth. They're not giving that spot up to Man United, yeah. I might add. Yeah. And so, interesting, you know, because I'm thinking, man, maybe some of that stuff, maybe Fuki managed onto something, eh? Yeah, so maybe uh, dreams do come true. I'm thinking what I'm going to do is I'm going to play football manager for the next five seasons. And whoever wins, <laughs> I'm going to start betting on them. Yeah, put season. your money on them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cool, like yeah. interesting. Onto the main segment of the show today, and we're going to look at uh, obviously COVID in South Africa. And I know that we've, you know, Martha's, we've had this, you know, this is a topic that it feels like it's been, you know, discussed, you know, from you know all over the place. And there's constant chatter about this, and you know, negative, mm. positive, or I won't say positive really, but you know, funny, just, just funny, you know, and it's it's the humor in it, people getting. Uh, you know, their blood pressure's up uh, yeah. also. Uh, but what we did want to look at today, guys, is the 10 skills. And some of them are humorous, some of them are less humorous. Uh, but in general, these are 10 skills that COVID has taught us in South Africa as we uh, just battle through this whole deal. And, um, you know, I just want to say, no matter what your stance is, where you're at, um, in terms of you, you know this this virus, the, the, I think what we can't deny is that there's real implications for the world as we know it, and South Africa as we know it. Mm. Um, and yeah. I think as we go uh, along, you know, who knows, right? Who knows where it's going to end up? 
Uh, who knows what this year looks like? Looks like a write-off right now, hey? Yeah, so. let's uh, just get to December and start again. <laughs> let's go on holiday. So, um, okay, so let's look at the 10 skills. The first one we have is uh, we are not in control. Yeah. Uh, and so, so Maris, you want to say something about that? Yeah, I think if you if you consider, you know, economy and, and, yeah. and uh, South Africa and the world, you know, and and goals for 2020 and and my five year plan. Corona has kind of thrown all that out the window, you know. So the, and there's literally nothing we can do to control it. You know, it's very much you know we just kind of got to kind of sit it out and uh, just try and get through this time. Um, yeah, you know, there's I think in a South African mindset, it's it's been quite easy to say, well, the economy's down. I'm not getting a job here. Let me um, look elsewhere. And you can't look elsewhere. You can't go anywhere. Well, um, this is a good point. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think you know, just for me, uh, just seeing you know, we we are not in control. Is um, there's sometimes I think uh, in a very consumerist way, you know, we we feel we can buy our way out of this, or we can um, you know have, throw some money at it, at it but we can't. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's yeah. really nothing we can do to control it. Yeah. Look, and maybe we can do a segment on the mental side of um you know the mental implications Mm. well the implications on mental health should i should i say Mm. um but i do want to say you know even us not being in control you know people being um stuck at home families being stuck at home mom and dad at home and the dynamics of family uh, has been very very interesting Mm. and i know that there's been a lot of interesting topics uh surrounding that so yeah we'll probably do a a segment on that but i do want to say we don't have control of, I almost want to say, our mental state right now. Mm. Like, we have to deal with things that we've never had to deal with before. Mm. It just wasn't on the cards. And I think that's what's one of the things that's, I guess, difficult to accept and what causes a lot of frustration, too, is because we're dealing with things we never thought we would be dealing with. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, in that sense, we're definitely not in control. It, it's very, very interesting what is going on. Um, in the world and yeah like you said said like uh, I'm thinking of things like um, you know going abroad like I lived abroad before the, uh, you know before and as corona hits and uh, COVID hit in the Middle East and uh, getting repatriated back home and going okay what will life look like here you know so yeah we it's I can literally say like we aren't in control and and it's very interesting how this thing's playing out. Well, okay. Let's uh, get on to number two and this was very interesting, you know, as I think, you know, as we go through this and learn something new every week or every day, you know, we see the stages that, that uh, the lockdown goes through. I remember, you know, seeing on social media when lockdown started, everyone was baking banana bread, you know, and uh, there was there was like seriously like, uh, uh, flour was running out, yeast was out, out you know, so and people were kind of freaking out about that too, you know, nice first world problems. But um so when people get bored apparently they start to bake you know? <laughs> so fortunately uh yeah. you know i started the year off baking so I, I i got into baking some sourdough bread and um i've heard a funny little joke you know people with the sourdough culture uh, they say that's um a tamagotchi for 30 year olds you know so <laughs> Uh, if if I'm not sure if everyone knows what a tamagotchi is, if you don't, you're giving away her age. Ask your mom. Um, but yeah, you know we've seen people bake, and it's all over social media: banana bread and 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 sourdough stuff, and 
you name it. So um, that's that's another thing that people seem to have learned in, in during COVID nineteen is to bake. Totally. I mean, I'm looking at the TikTok. You know, you know. I mean, it's crazy. Like everybody's, you know, just making their own cake in a mug. Like <laughs> it's from Nutella to hazelnut to, <laughs> but no, I don't know what it is, man. It's just yeah, all crazy. Yeah. But what I do want to say is, I think the baking thing is connected. Um, for me, with people dealing with this crisis that we have, mm. because so when I bake, um, it's therapeutic, right? Yeah. So I find when I'm, you know, um, kneading the the dough, uh, it's like oh, like it's really therapeutic, and so I think I don't know if other people do it for that reason, or maybe they're just bored. They go, hey, you know, mm-hmm. shoot, let's just bake some stuff. Yeah. But I don't know how you feel. Like I feel it's like it's pretty therapeutic. Yeah, I find it it's um, it excites me, you know. So during even before lockdown and during lockdown, you know, I love because obviously the sourdough process is, is very much like a, almost like a three day process. But you know, I love um, I look forward to the weekends because I usually on a Friday or Saturday I would do the all the prep work and then you know go through that whole process. And the next morning, typically on a Sunday morning, I'm really really excited to open the fridge and see how my how the dough has risen. Totally. You know, you put the bread in the oven for about 20 minutes and you can actually see it take nice shape and it's it's really cool to look at. So it's it's exciting. I think it gives it gave people something to a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know, creating something out of really nothing. Very just very some cool. water and flour. So very cool. Cool. Um number three here is life sucks without life sports. Oh man. Totally. It does. It does. Yeah. I think I mean, watching the Premier League right now sucks, I'll be, I'll be honest. <laughs> it's not really live. It's just like a practice game. Yeah, it's like a practice game. Yeah, I think the world – and I, I th- the funny thing is just how, you know, even financially how these uh, very wealthy sports stars, these really wealthy f- clubs, yeah. um, you know, they really took a hit as well. Um, yeah. You know, I know some of the – I mean, not as much as hit as me, obviously, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah really. I, I mean, even – if you just take some of the super rugby franchises in South Africa, you know, they actually put in a clause for their players, you know, to be able to get out of their contracts to, to go elsewhere. Um, very, very. Okay. And some of them wow. actually used very that cool. and, and left. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think without live sports, most of the male population of South Africa and the world, you know, I think they took a serious, serious hit and they actually had to start doing some stuff around the house. Yeah, man. I think it's... Um... Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I think this is where putt putt works, hey. This is like where you can practice putt putt at home. Maybe that's the basic you do right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, on to number four. Money and power really doesn't matter as much as we think. Yeah, oh, Jesus, this is where it gets deeper. Eh? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, doesn't matter how much money you have. Doesn't really matter who you are. You've been affected by yeah by this crisis. Uh, you can't go to work. You're on lockdown. You're not allowed to go anywhere. Maybe except if you're a politician, but. Um, yeah, I think it, it just really highlighted, you know, that um, it kind of leveled the playing field, I think. It did. You know, I, I said before, I, you know, I was in the Middle East uh, as this thing broke. And I come from a country where um, where there's these, uh, what should we call it? Like different rules apply to different people, um, specific to the citizens of that specific country. And what I saw is that those rules got wiped out. Like suddenly now, it doesn't matter what nation you're from, yeah. um, you get no, there's no preference. And it was actually crazy because the citizens of that country were like, well, we, we're used to this sort of, 
well, let me say, we're not used to this sort of treatment, you know. And it was this crazy thing where they had to get used to uh, this deal and understand that this is all a level playing field. There's no um, special treatment for anyone. Um, it's literally, hey, everybody wear masks, uh, hand sanitizers, there's lockdown for everyone. And it's interesting how everyone has dealt with this in their own way. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think even in the South African context, you know, it's, South Africa is very diverse and maybe diversity is, is maybe a, quite a nice way to put it. I guess if depending on where you stand, you know, it's, it's there's quite a lot of inequality as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, so from the from the guys living on the streets to to kind of the the middle class to the very rich, you know, it, it was just quite interesting to see how yeah, you know, everyone is kind of on the same boat, you know, yeah. like no one on the streets, everyone yeah. is either locked up in their home or, you know, in a shelter somewhere or whatever the case might be. Um, you know, and it's it's unfortunately it's created, you know, quite um, quite a difficult spot for for many people. Uh, I guess the um, the ends of the spectrum kind of people, you know, they weren't affected. I mean, I think it was bad either way. And in the middle class, you know, I think it really exposed, you know, just I guess kind of where people are, yeah, in terms of work and finance and and mental health and all those kind of things. But yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> number five. Number five is politicians will always mess things up somehow. Yeah. You know, I I remember at the beginning of of lockdown, you know, uh, our president, Mr. Cyril Ramaphosa, was the best thing since sliced bread. You know, and um, yeah. yeah, I remember some of the stuff on on uh, on social media and especially Twitter was, you know, people were saying we are being led, and they were really really hyped mm. up and really amped and. You know, they were kind of saying he's probably at that point of point in time one of the better uh, leaders in the world. You know, considering people like Donald Trump, considering you know people like Boris Johnson. You know, they were saying um, Ramaphosa is really leading a, a nation well. And unfortunately, if if um, lockdown ended right there, that would have been great for him. <laughs> but the longer it went on, the the worse it got. You know, and people were were kind of, I guess, seeing some of the cracks that, that were being hid quite well, you know, in terms of, of the politics of South Africa, you know, cigarette ban on cigarettes, you know, the president saying one thing on the Thursday night and you know, on the Friday morning, his ministers just totally butchering the whole thing up. Yeah. Um, you know, rules insanely, the rules were just unbelievably stupid. Yeah. Um, you know, so... Like even up to now, you know, you can't visit family, but you can ride in a taxi, you can go to a restaurant, whatever, you know. So, yeah. so politicians seem to have this really uh, nifty skill is just to mess these things up. It's not very difficult, <laughs> I guess, but you know, they they just seem to kind of you know mess it up and um, with with very little regard for the rest of the world. And uh, they're probably the only people who still got full salary. Uh, many of them. Yeah. Um, I know the presidents, I think, uh, you know, sacrificed one month's salary, which is great. Um, but maybe some of his cabinet should be sacrificing. I don't know, because they seem to be messing things up. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a very interesting point because, you know, I think um, there's this, uh, yeah, this is a very good, challenging, difficult time. I mean, being a politician is uh, challenging and difficult at the best of times. 
but um, and controversial, shall we say? But I think what Corona's done is it's it's put these two things, and I'll mention them what they are now, you know, in a moment. But they've put these things on a scale. It's like you look at economics on the one side, and you look at health on the other side, mm. and trying to weigh these things up, you know. And it's not just South Africa, I might add. This is yeah. the story for many nations, you know, and how people have dealt with it differently. You know, we can learn, I think as South Africans and as a nation, we can actually learn and look at how the rest of the world are dealing with things, not just picking what we like and don't like, mm. but taking the nation as a whole and saying, well, this is what this nation's done. And without trying to prove anybody wrong here, you know what I mean? Like we're not out to nitpick, but we're just saying, hey, let's just look at how some nations have dealt with some of this stuff. Mm. And not just using the numbers to work for a certain part of the argument. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's interesting to me how they've had to balance the health issue and and the pressure from the health sector. Mm. And then you look at the economic sector and it's like these two are almost at heads to each other. And so I just find it very interesting. Um, you know, when I came back into Africa, I was looking at this sort of as a third person. And now I'm not so much because now I'm you know, here doing job hunting myself, um, you know, and uh, being part of the community, you know, where, where I'm at. So so now I'm very much in the conversation. Uh, and so I get the heated conversations around this, you know, mm -hmm. and I think there are healthy conversations to be had in the midst of this whole crisis. But yeah, politicians with some crazy rules, man, like it's just ridiculous, yeah. you, you know, and so some yeah. rules make absolutely no sense, you know. Yeah. Uh, so... So, yeah, um, so you it's, it feels like, you know, uh, you're damned if you do or don't, you know, it's just yeah. like ridiculous. So anyway, this is such a, yeah, that's, it's such an interesting or uh, a loaded point, actually, you know, so it would actually have, it's, it's a shame, you know, or it's really cool to get some feedback from, from anyone listening or, yeah. you know, or connecting on it, maybe take a conversation further because we can really talk for hours on it. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, number six here is South Africans like a dope, eh? Yes. Listen, don't <laughs> mess with the alcohol, baby. <laughs> don't mess with the alcohol, okay? I mean, I heard, I heard someone told me at, um, uh, uh, at work today, I said, look, I said, you, do you mind, you know, doing this favor for me? Because I wasn't at work, you know, so they, she's like, yeah, I will, but you owe me rum and raisin. I said, no, I can't do that, you see, because there's <laughs> no alcohol anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't take the kind. I mean, she. I'm, I tell you, like the reaction I got was yes. like, yeah. I mean, we laugh about it now, but I it's call it monstrous. You know? <laughs> we laugh about it, but in, certain, in a certain sense, it, it's it's quite serious. We can get to the serious stuff just now. No, but it, uh, some of the memes, uh, yeah, yeah, they were hilarious. You know, people were were throwing dental on ice. You know, and uh, <laughs> oh man, and whatever else, classic. And, and pineapple beer was was quite a hit, I believe. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think the serious part is that really, I, I think the politicians are taking a bit of a hit, you know, on the on the alcohol ban and the and the alcohol industry in South Africa too. But on the other side, it is a tough one, you know, because yeah. um, it is it seems to be that there is some data that is indicating, it. yeah, 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 you know, that there's an increase. Um, in in motor vehicle accidents there's an increase in kind of domestic violence or just general you know violence and um 
uh, yeah, it's just seeing hospitals being filled up with those kind of cases, you know, where we've yeah. got kind of scrambling to to take to take care and look after you know COVID patients. So, yeah. so that is it's a really tough one, uh, but yeah. for sure, South Africans like a dope and maybe a little bit too much. That's, that's right. Eh? You know, and I'm wondering about the, what concerns me, though, is the hand sanitizers, because they're full of alcohol, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just worried. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen, I, I saw a video on Twitter, you know, I don't know, it was some some kids, there was some dangerous challenge out there, you know, they were um, squirting hand sanitizer in their mouth and then rinsing with something else. And sp- I don't know. Okay. It was It's dangerous out there with the hand sanitizer. So yeah, because that's care. like, that's like vet blitz. I mean, yeah. that's, 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 that's 100%. I mean, I'm talking that yeah. serious stuff. Anyway, uh, listen, number seven here is working from home is now a thing, hey? Joe, working from home. I'm, I've been working from home. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been, it's been challenging and it's been fun. I've, I've enjoyed it. It, it is certainly a lot different to, to being in the office. Um, and again, it seems it's kind of solved Cape Town's uh, traffic crisis. And um, yeah, I think, you know, the whole world's in it. I think like a year or two ago, there was this video of CNN, you know, the guy sitting in his room and his toddler comes dancing into the room, you know, when he's having this um, yes. TV interview. Yes. And... Now since Corona, I'm, that's just become totally normal. It's not even funny yeah. anymore. You know, I've seen yeah. one or two videos of people reporting from home, and the toddlers in the background rearranging the shelf. <laughs> you know, the other one, the baby's coming in. You know, yeah. rolling on the bed. So it's 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 become quite normal, and I think it's it's made it a lot more natural. You know, people aren't more personal. You know, like yeah. you look, oh, like these guys have kids too. You know, yeah, yeah. So um, I th- yeah, I think people like Zoom, uh, that company. I mean, they've yeah. I've seen their business skyrocket. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm hearing that. Um, I don't have the latest numbers, but I know that Zoom shares quadrupled. Sure. Um, and so, I mean, you must be laughing when you're sleeping at night if you, you know, yeah. some of the Zoom guys, because they go, oh, it's really worked. You know, now there's, there's some foresight there. Hey? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, Zoom, I'm thinking of, you know, uh, some of the other video conferencing uh, apps and, and software that there is. And I just, you know, it's just going to keep going that direction. I, I do think businesses that are not adapting mm. are going to find it very difficult to to conduct business. You know, I think there's this idea that, oh, we'll go back to what we had. And I have to be honest, I don't know if we will go back 100% to what we had. I think there's going to be a lot of changes and um, it's going to be very difficult if we're going to sort of be rigid about not mm. wanting to change because I just don't think we have a choice. It's going to be adapt or die in a certain sense. Mm. I mean, if you look at education, that's a, I mean, there's a, there's an industry there that's, that's just going to change uh, a whole lot uh, in the way that we conduct lessons and the way that we do our online training. You know, people go, well, it's not possible. And now it is. It mm. has to be possible. So, the question, like, if you want to survive and if you have a business or institution going, you, you mm-hmm. want to keep it going, there's no there's no conversation right now on, well, it's not working. It has yeah. to work. Yeah. We've made it work. Yeah. yeah, we have, you know, and so I think what wasn't possible, where people said wasn't possible, it is possible. You know, so it also is like, hey, you know what, maybe we need to get a lot more creative on what we think is possible. Mm. And I think the world is going to move forward in, it's still going to move forward, definitely. Yeah. We're not stagnating. It's just that it's different and it looks different. Yeah. And it's just whether we're going to accept that change or whether we're not going to accept that change. 
uh, you know, the very interesting topic because this one we could be talking hey, for a whole Again, long time yeah. because this is, you know, I think the whole way that Zoom has gone, um, you know, then you start talking about, you know, leadership and how people are leading companies. You know, if you're the kind of leader that's used to running things, um, uh, let's say a lot more centralized, mm. I think you'll find it quite challenging in this process. Yeah. But if you're, used to leading decentralized meaning that you're giving people a whole lot of say so in what they do and a lot of self-government for those people then i think uh, a lot of those businesses are starting to thrive because if you that guy then what you're going to find is it's going to be difficult to manage right and it's going to be quite frustrating mm. um so anyway very interesting uh just yeah. what's happening with that yeah yeah i think you know one of the things that conversations that i've heard two points was uh, you know <clears throat> people might not go back or it might not be even working from home is probably not the ideal situation or the best. You yeah, know, I think that it'll sure. be a hybrid yeah. uh, model, you know, where you, you, where you can choose or you, you, you know, you do certain things in the office or you can still work from home or whatever the case might be. And the other thing is that unfortunately with, I guess the downside of working from home is, you know, there's, there's a lot of company culture, the whole team vibe, you know, that goes missing. Um, that's yeah. not there and it's, yeah. it's a lot, more difficult and it seems you know people want the the interaction and i'm an introvert so i don't i i don't necessarily thrive on interaction but you know even myself it is yeah uh quite nice every now and then to to connect it is and other humans right and i've heard people say on this point that they miss the human interaction which is good because i think we're starting to realize what are our real values you know you don't always know what your values are yeah. unless you've been thrown into a difficult situation yeah. so this is cool because a lot of people are saying hey i we need that human interaction mm. uh, i just miss being and these aren't necessarily people that are you know booming extroverts they're just yeah people that are maybe internal processes but they like having other humans around you know yeah, which totally. is which is totally cool totally. a lot of good content and good conversation man, there. Man, i'm telling you number eight here is uh teachers were the real winners parents now had to feel the pain of educating those naughty darlings yeah that was uh so coming having a teaching background myself yeah um i've i've found you know parents love don't like holidays they love sending the kids back to school because then the teachers yeah need to deal with them yeah um on the one side on the other side you know it's um the kind of child you have in the evenings at home or you know on the weekends that's great you know but actually sitting with that kid working through one plus one is two every single morning yeah. or you know reading the book when they read it well yesterday and today they can't remember a single word that's that's a taste of a, any parent's character, I think. Absolutely. Um, you know, because um, as they say, you know, you don't get naughty children, you only get naughty parents, you're right? That's so, right. <laughs> so uh, you know, I think the teachers, uh, they had a nice time, you know. They, like everyone else, they worked remotely. So they sat in front of their computer or iPad and they taught from the comforts of the of their couch, you know, and they didn't need to deal with uh, with Johnny you know, walking right. around in class or spilling his cool all over the place. Yeah. They could leave that to the parents. That's so, right. um, yeah, I think teachers were the real winners. Yeah, I saw a teacher uh, a post on Facebook and said, parents, now it's your time to shine. <laughs> and, I yeah, thought, really. and I thought, oh, man, there's yeah. some guy there. Anyway, you know, I'm a, I've been a homeschool parent. I've been, I've been a stay-at-home dad. 
for um, most of my kids, you know, being toddlers and getting them through the first few grades. And, you know, I've, I've loved the idea of, of, of educating, you know, because I believe as a value, education has to, you know, self-education, let me say that, is, is, uh, is amazing. I, I think there's so much to learn from this value of, you know, kids learning. This isn't just a curriculum or I have to write this test, so I've got to study this work. But it's how I'm actually educating myself. Mm. I'm actually learning, you know, more about life and 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 um, becoming more intelligent and understanding how the world works and so on. Right. So, so yeah, it is interesting, and I think parents have also felt the pressure of having to manage work, um, oh getting goodness. projects done, and then adding on to that, um, you know, sorting the kids out. The rooms are now a mess the whole time, not just part <laughs> partially, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you've got to, in that mess, you've got to you know, then homeschool and get this job done. You know, it, it is a legitimate stress on parents. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just... And teachers on the other side of the... Not yeah. argument, but on the other side... Um, teachers are like, hey, hold on, like, um, I'm missing work and there's a stress of, are my students going to be okay when I see them again? Yeah. And it's frustrating not having the interaction with them and actually seeing how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to tell a kid to, you know, especially if you know earlier grades, like grade one, trying to tell a kid to, you know, uh, dot the I, you, you know, mm-hmm. on Zoom is a lot more challenging than actually being with them. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So very interesting. Yeah, I th- th- this is a really cool topic. I think we should have yeah, probably. the following weeks have a few conversations with parents who've worked and and had to school. I think take so. Take care of the child school during yeah. COVID. Be very I mean, interesting. I saw a really funny picture on <laughs> on social media somewhere. Someone took a photo of of their mom's bookshelf, and on the bookshelf was a book titled "Is My Kid Stupid." You know, and I think many many parents might have felt like that during during COVID, asking that question. You know, yeah. Apparently, um, bestseller is a dummy guide to homeschooling. <laughs> yeah, anyway, number nine here is in the end, it was not a water, oil, or nuclear war, uh, nuclear warhead that brought the world to a standstill, but rather a few COVID cases too many. Yeah, I this is this could be controversial. I won't say it, but you know, I think we were so, everyone was very much focused on. Um, even in South Africa, past few years, you know, so water crisis, droughts, etc. If you look at um, some of the bigger players in, like, in the Middle East with oil, you know, the United States always being in, uh, having a part there as well. You know, the nuclear void or the nuclear uh, warfare conversation—that's all. That's been hot for like a long time. No one saw a pandemic, you know, come and bring the world to a standstill. No one predicted that no one spoke about that no one prepared for that um yeah and even i mean if you just think back you know january february in south africa we saw the news it was in china maybe one or two other places and very quickly you know we had the first case one case here then five then ten and it you know it's it's been crazy it's yeah it's been unprecedented i think that's right. why it's been used one too many times but yeah it's it's really been yeah, we could. No one could have imagined, you know, three months of this, and the world is kind of ground zero. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's um, well. The wonderful thing about it has been that countries have actually been focusing on their own countries. Yeah, which is fantastic. Mm, very interesting. You know, and it's not like, oh yeah, we have a problem with that country. These guys are bombing, and so we are going. You know, so it's like, mm. hey, you know what? 
at this stage, it's like stuff that uh, I have citizens that are dying, yeah. and we've sorted us out right now. Our health system needs to be improved, and I'm talking about all countries in the world. Mm. So again, we go back to that point of, you know, it's just been, uh, uh, um, there's just been an even playing field, you know, and so it's been great. I mm. think it's been good to see countries focusing on themselves for a change. Yeah, you know, no, that's very true. Then we go on to number ten here. Doesn't matter what happens in the world, Donald Trump is always the greatest. He's a rock star, man. Oh my word! You know, it's it's like Donald Trump sits outside of reality. <laughs> he's, he's, whatever the reporter says, you know, whatever legislation says, whatever the rest of the White House says, yeah. Then you have then you have Donald Trump. That's right. Because I'm um, hearing like he's like the latest planet, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, I think where we lost Pluto, we, we got Trump. That's right. Right. So, you know, I've seen really funny pieces on social media. You know, you take those reporters on. He has, he has, it's like there's no, um, nothing, nothing is uncharted waters. You know, you'll just tell the reporters, sit down. I'm not answering that question. Let's move on. You know, or because I'm thinking, you know, when they sit in the Oval Office, mm. you know, they must be laughing just because they're going, Everybody is still freaking out about him not having any, any like regard for the yeah. status quo, oh, and he's like, "You guys still don't get it. Like there isn't a status quo." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Listen, can you do an impersonation of Donald Trump? No, dude. dude <laughs> Come dude, on, dude. Dude. No, I can't do it. No, I can't. All I can do is billions and billions and billions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the greatest. Yeah, yeah, and the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, cool. Let's uh, make. How's it show great again? <laughs> oh goodness, no. Okay, cool. Is, is that our list? Yeah, I th I think so. Listen, thank you for uh, tuning in. I, I, it was great, man. Martis, I yeah, think it was, we, uh, it was really cool. We covered some uh, some cool stuff here. So um, yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the How's It Show. It was great that you joined us. I uh, hope you loved it. And please do share um, our website, which is www.thehousetshow.tech. Uh, please go ahead and comment. Uh, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. And Martis, tell us about the social media. Yeah, thanks. That was a lot of fun, Eric. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, we're on socials. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. You know, we'll we'll share it there. Hit us up. Uh, let's have a chat. Thanks.